From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunter Vandy and Corey Clark. Wake up! What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, not one but two portal quarterbacks on campus this weekend. Neither commits, so let's speculate, everybody. Opt-outs, it's part of the game, but is it really part of the game these days? And can we just get some good news in the portal? Something, please. Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com, the website. You can always hit the QR code on your screen. That's the funky-looking barcode thingy. Takes you right to CPTallyBar.com. You can check out the daily lunch special, social calendar, tomorrow, bingo night. Today, though, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., for only $8.99, build your own burger, half-pound, all-black Angus beef with lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickle, and then a side dish of your choice, straight fries, curly fries, onion rings, potato salad, coleslaw, broccoli side salad, tarot tots, or... Freshly cooked potato chips. Only $8.99. Usually $12.99. Usually $12.99, Core. We call that value mm, yeah. over at the CP Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Warchant.com, your ultimate seminal sports source. Hit the thumbs up. Five-star ring and review, please. Also, uh, some kind of bowl special. Let me see. The signing day special. $54.99. Unlimited access to Warchant.com, the premium stuff. And every other website on the On3 network. Only $54.99 for first-time subscribers. Take advantage of it. A year. Yes, yes. For the year, yeah. Yes. Not a day. You're cool. not having to pay that every day, although you should. That's for an entire year, folks. So if you uh, yeah, get some of your Christmas shopping out the way, get some Wordchant.com at, at the low introductory rate of $54.99 for a whole year for first-time subscribers. Set up your buddy, your husband, your wife, your son, your nephew, niece, set them up with a funky username, and they're they're kind of stuck with it. They hear "Merry Christmas," uh, Spurrier lover in secret four five nine four. Herb but, Street, yeah, Herb Street man, Herbie Herbie uh, Stan. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. So, anywho, Corey Clark, how are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Uh, had a uh, pretty uneventful weekend up here uh, in the ATL. Just kind of hung out with the with the kid. Just raining uh, the whole time football. up there too. It wasn't great weather. Right. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't awful. It just wasn't great. But yeah, doing doing all right, man. Doing all right. We're uh, we're down the home stretch here of uh, until signing day, and I promise you guys, Florida State will get somebody in the portal. <laughs> it has to happen. It just has to. They can't go into next season with fifty eight roster, like or seventy or whatever it would end up being. They they will get some people in the portal. I promise. Um, that is correct. Uh, we, uh, have a strong gumption on that one. Uh, feels like this will be the week. So hopefully we'll have shows for you the entire week as uh, we anticipate some of the stuff to start happening again, though, we're a little bit of a reminder that, you know, that there's a, a running back out there core, I think from Mississippi state, uh, Joe Quarius marks, he's going to be visiting on January 3rd. So oh, okay. you can, the portal closes quote closes on January 2nd in terms of you being able to announce your right. intentions. But as long as you're in the portal right now, you can make up your mind tomorrow, later today, or January 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th. So uh, hopefully we won't have to wait that much longer, though. But I guess let's start with what we do know, and that was some of the activity that happened on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we knew Johnny Wilson was going to declare for the NFL draft and, and opt out of the bowl game. Jarian Jones is going to play in the bowl game that was announced uh, last week. Uh, but a little bit of a one, two, three kind of domino effect. Fabian's uh, eligibility is exhausted, so that's not surprising that he won't be here next year, but he will not play right. in the bowl game. Trey Benson going to the NFL draft will not play in the bowl game. And Jaheim Bell announced he too will enter the NFL draft, but he made no uh, note or status about his plans for the bowl game. So uh, that obviously probably fuels your speculation that they will sign somebody here hopefully soonish too uh, how do you factor in those three guys nothing really surprising at all um especially you know we don't even know, even know about Jaheim but it sounds pretty much par for the course especially Trey because we knew Fabian had lost all his eligibility yeah well and Jarian too like yeah. uh, they declared for the draft but they didn't have any as far as I could tell neither one of them had any eligibility left it's hard to know 
because of the COVID. Like everything seems to be up in the air and kids get sixth and seventh years. But as far as I knew and understood, Jarian Jones and Fabian Lovett were both done with their – had exhausted their eligibility. And great – well, I, great's too strong. But a great finish to their careers, both of them. Uh, and, and really cool to see both of them. The, the program they joined and then the program they're leaving, that's got to be really uh, – it's just got to be really neat for them to go through those valleys and then end on what I think is not the mountaintop, clearly, because they weren't, they weren't allowed on the ski lift. But as close to the mountaintop as they could get uh, is really cool for them. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, it's cool that Jarian's playing. I, I like that. Uh, but in, and you're right, Jaheim didn't say one way or the other. I guess we'll find out on Tuesday when we're out at practice. We're allowed to watch practice Woo! on uh, Tuesday. Um, who's there and who isn't. But, yeah, man, the reality is uh, and they're, Florida State's not done. Like, they got – arguably – not arguably – their two biggest prospects haven't announced one way or the other yet. Uh, two what we think are surefire first-round picks are at least close to it, fringe first-round picks if they're not first-round picks. We don't know about Keon. We don't know about Jared. We don't know about uh, – fit. we know Fisk has exhausted his eligibility. Is he going to play in the Orange Bowl? Hmm. Like all these questions, I think it was – I've seen this coming. Once it became – it seemed odd too, right, Sunday, Aslan? Like the announcements seemed almost – uh, coordinated. Predetermined. Yeah. Coordinated. Correct. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it's like, let's let all these guys have their official visit, come meet with all of them, talk up the program. They're talking about Fabian and Jarian and Trey Benson. And then after they leave, get on their flights back home or get in the, you know, their car rides back home, then go ahead and announce on Sunday afternoon. Let's get it all out at once. But then there's still Jared and Keon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. Is there anybody else? Like Cypress, I guess, maybe? Like, I guess there's other guys out there that could possibly declare. Um, but more than anything, you wonder about, okay, is Renardo going to play in the bowl game? Yeah. Is, uh, you know, name somebody else that's that's a senior. Uh, Tatum Bethune, Kalen Deloach, are they going to play in the bowl game? Uh, that's that's more of what I'm interested in as far as opposed to, I think we all know that Keon and Jared are probably not coming back. It's just a matter of when they decide to announce that. I feel like you were walking us down a path that maybe they're coming back. Maybe that's what they're saving all their their ammunition oh, for. Oh, right. Yeah, that, the, man, that would be incredible. That would be awesome. Like, that'd be a good selling point to those two quarterbacks you had on campus this weekend. Hey, number four is coming back. If you want to, if you like throwing to really good players, number four is going to be back. Uh, hey, man, sure. That would be very surprising, but that wouldn't that be awesome? Hey, you, you, never say never, folks. You can't rule it out, right? right. You can't rule it out. Uh, our Michael Langston was on the Sunday smash with Tom Lang and uh, Irish O'Fell talking recruiting. So check that out for uh, his take on how things stand with recruiting right now. Uh, but the fact that they had those quarterbacks on campus, DJ Uyunglele and Cam Ward, but I don't think they were on campus any longer than maybe an hour or two uh, concurrently. They got, right. you know, they, they, they swapped them in and out. So they know what they're doing out there. Um, the portal again, man, like Ole Miss went nuts over the weekend. Like Ole Miss apparently is putting all their chips in the middle of the table and, and signing yeah. and picking up everybody they possibly can. You know, Florida State was in the mix for some of these guys. Kyle Kennard from Georgia Tech, the edge rusher that you kind of compared maybe to more of a uh, Keir Thomas rather than a, a dynamic Jermaine right. Johnson or Jared Verse. He was, uh, had a lot of interest in Florida State but ended up committing to South Carolina. Um, is it possible Marvin Jones Jr. was on campus? We know K.J. Bolden. Uh, from Buford said that he intends to sign with Florida State on Wednesday. Uh, Jeremiah the high school recruit, the yes, five-star yes. safety, yeah. Jeremiah Smith, the number one overall prospect in the entire country for this cycle, uh, is out there also as well. Any any hunch, Corey, that you know maybe they, they're saving all the ammunition here, that the coffers are going to be diverted to getting the quarterback they need, and then maybe you have to, like you said, I think last week, you know, KJ Bolden probably doesn't have a cheap price tag. Jeremy, you know, Jeremiah Smith probably also doesn't as well. Do you give maybe more credence to them using their resources to get these elite prospects from high school, or are you still thinking you know that six to seven number will be in the portal and high end talent? You know, and again, this is us not having any idea. Well, we have oh, some sure, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, I shouldn't say that. We have some idea how how the what the machinations are behind the scenes. But don't you feel it more? It it has to do more with get the quarterback locked up first Probably, and then yeah. the other positions then address the other positions um, because it's not an accident that those two guys were 
were on campus. Those two guys showed up at the tail end of, of this past week. Uh, DJ was there on, I guess, got in on Saturday. Cam Ward got in on Thursday. Um, they're, you know, they're in the market clearly, and those are their two main guys. So we'll see which, if any, you, you assume they're going to land one of them, but that's an assumption. We don't know, but I feel like that's clearly the most important position in sports. Hmm. So get that figured out first and then start attacking the other positions. But look, man, I get it. You know, I taught somebody uh, – I, I don't really check my mentions much, but I did uh, Sunday for wild a second. Man, you wild and somebody, man. And somebody had tweeted, like, Corey Clark is right. All Florida State fans have wanted for the last two weeks are good, is good news, and all we've gotten is bad news. It's players leaving, players not cut, players opting out, players entering the portal. It ha- There hasn't been one single, like, actual factual, not K.J. Bolton say, yeah, I'm committed. He hasn't signed yet. Like an actual factual, I'm coming to Florida State, good news, or I'm staying at Florida State, good news, since everybody's heart was ripped out two weeks ago. I feel like that's coming, and I feel like it could be, don't you feel like Aslan? Like you see Ole Miss doing what they've done. You see Louisville, and they, yeah, they're they yeah. signing three guys a day. Um, don't you feel like Florida State is like, okay, yeah, yeah, y'all have all your fun, and then the floodgates are going to open? Like it's going to be a uh, just like a whitewater rapid of good news I love in the next week. I just feel like that it has to be what's about to happen. Yeah, like I, you'd be a fool to not give Mike Norvell and Battles End benefit of the doubt. I mean, my only concern is just where are these where are these high end plug and play recruits that you're going to need to replace? Probably Jared Verse, probably Keon Coleman, like. The, the high-end guys that are out there have already been kind of picked up. There's a, a, one of the leading receivers from, like, Houston went to Texas. Uh, Louisville grabbed one of the guys that was one of the leading receivers in the portal. I just I wonder where that stuff is. But, again, like I there's no way Mike Norvell and the Battle Zen is standing pat with, like, oh, we'll be all right getting DJ and then piecing it together with some other guys in the portal that are maybe of a lower price tag if we have to maybe get Cam Ward instead of DJ. I just – I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm straddling the fence on this. Like, I just – I'm. I don't. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt because I just know how dedicated and, and organized Mike Norvell is, and the amount of enthusiasm that's around the battles and all the support they've received. It's hard to imagine Florida State's going to sit on their hands this entire time. But you know, at what point do you strike? You know, I, that's kind of what I'm wondering. There's, there's no way they're they're coordinating other guys from other schools. to like, hey man, don't put your name in the portal yet. You know, wait until this date and then put your name in. And then well, we don't know, know that. I mean, we don't know crazy. that for sure. I, I think it'd be more like, I don't think they would, re- I think somebody from another school could reach out to them and say, I'm interested, would I have a spot? And they would probably be like, yeah, absolutely, but hold off entering the portal yet until we give you the go-ahead. I do think stuff right. like that happens. Okay. Um, you know, I do think that, I'm not, I'm not saying it has happened with anyone in particular, but I do think stuff like that happens. But yeah, man, I, I think that... Um, you know, th- there will be guys. Look, quarterback is a huge need, yes, in yes, my opinion. Yeah. That's the biggest one. If you can get a um, one of those two guys, I, I think most people listening to this are pro- would probably prefer Cam Ward. Um, but but if you can get one of those two guys, you feel at least decent at that position. Uh, most of your offensive line is coming back. I know people might not be doing cartwheels about that, but it's an experienced veteran, decent to good maybe offensive line if they're healthy. And then, uh, you know, your tight ends, you have pretty good tight ends, I think. You might want one more with Jaheim leaving, but Morlock is good. Uh, and then wide receiver, you've got young talent that's unproven. And then running back, you've got young kind of unproven talent. But I do think you have talent there. My worry is uh, – and it is a worry. It's a legitimate worry. Like the, the defense, the front seven. Mm. Like you're, mo- you're losing – you know what? You're losing uh, – out of your starting seven, you're losing Bird. five of them? No. Uh, you're losing your two best linebackers. You're losing probably your three best defensive linemen. You're losing your three best linebackers if DJ Lundy leaves. Yeah, which he's not yeah. in the portal yet. Right. Um, he just Rodney announced Hill his is, intentions. Though. Rodney Hill did get in there. Yeah. Um, so you, you yeah, have – you have, gone. Yeah, and so you wonder, okay, can you go get – because I don't know what Braden Fisk was ranked last year coming out of the portal, uh, and I don't know when he entered the portal. I don't know, like, what his ranking was as far as on threes – uh, was he a I will look it up. I will there you go. Up. Was he the number 21 player, the number nine player? I don't know, but he was clearly very good. Um, 
you know, I, I think that they, they will – it would be weird to not expect them to hit home runs because that's all they've done in the portal. But I get more than anything, I don't know that you're worried yet, like wringing your hands, like, oh, God, are they going to have a team next year? But, like, you, you just – you're ready for good news. You're just ready for some good news instead of all these guys – you know, it's been nothing but an avalanche of bad news since they walked off that podium in Charlotte. Nothing but bad news. For a program that has had so much good news for the last two years, that it would be nice to getting back to uh, good news again. Look, I think – a lot of good news clearly will start on Wednesday when they sign one of the best recruiting classes in the country. That's great news. That's set up for you. But as far as the 2024 team, yeah, man, I, I, at some point, somebody is going to commit to this football team that has played college football before at a pretty high level. I just don't know when. Hopefully, start, hopefully as you're listening to this, the floodgates open. Trying to see when he actually entered the portal, but he committed on the day after Christmas last okay. year, Fisk, and he was the 33rd overall prospect in the portal. Yeah, all right. So, so think about that. Like yeah, Keon was later in the game, Osmond. He was 26th. Um, Jaheim Bell was 18th in the portal. Jeremiah Byers was 12th. Um, Cypress was third. third. Yeah. 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 So think about those rankings that we just laid out there. Like, Keon Coleman was behind <laughs> 23 everybody. spots behind. Yeah, he was behind. Yeah, he was 25 spot. He was 25 behind other people. Right. Um, you know, some of these players can really play, but um, it's still not even at that level is in an exact science. Um, and so th- there's plenty of time and there's plenty of players. And I don't, you know, they're not going to get 15 guys, but they need to hit, they need to hit, start. They need some home runs at about four or five different positions, I think. Defensive line, for sure. Linebacker, for sure. My man from Oregon State let us all down and chose to go give up 40 points a game at USC next year for Lincoln Riley for some reason. Um, But, yeah, they they need to go linebacker, defensive line, maybe offensive line, um, probably offensive line, actually. Quarterback, maybe running back now. Yeah, I think they've they've got a kid from Indiana coming in as well, uh, Jalen Lucas, probably most likely on official visit. So they'll get running back covered, I guess. And it, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be a, a Dalvin game breaker, but they'll be fine at running back. I'm not worried about that. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're addressing it. So I mean, with losing Trey, you need to and Rodney Hill as well. So they're they're addressing it. Um, it's kind of crazy too when you think about think about that 22 class. I don't know where Johnny Wilson ranked in the portal rankings. Or where um, it, well, any of them. By the Pitt, way, Fisk entered, Fisk entered the portal on November 28th. Oh, he got it there. Year. Man, he took a long time to commit. He took yeah. a month. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you know, even the, the guys before, like the Johnny Wilsons and, and, uh, and other players from that 2022 class, other than Jared Verse, who again wasn't an automatic because he was from, I know he measured well and he had a nice season the year before, but it was in Albany. 17th. He was a 17th prospect yeah. in the portal. So, any you, you just got to fa- anybody that you get that's in that neighborhood and i would i would venture to say top 100 in the these portal rankings is a starter for you and could turn into a star but is absolutely a starter for you and again i think you know you'll get you might get a couple of huge huge kids like high profile kids but just replenishing the roster with ready made starter type players is a is is something they will do because that's what they've done. It's just what they've done. So there's no need to there's no reason to think it'll stop now. They know how important next season is. Um, it, it just but I get it. Like why people are a little maybe a panic's probably not the right word, but just desperate for some good news. Uh, they rank up to 150 prospects, and Johnny Wilson was not on the list. Yeah. So. There, there is that. Kalen Laburn was like in the hundreds for that year as well when he went to. Uh, I Marshall. wonder if Bethune was. Like that Jarvis, guy, he wasn't. Jarvis Brownlee was one twenty-one. There you go. See, there you go. But like Bethune, no, Bethune was Bethune a very was important not. player th- yeah. these last two years. He wasn't Marvin Jones, senior or junior, uh, <laughs> but he was as far as like NFL prospects, right. perhaps or star rankings when he came yeah. out of high school. But man, he was a he was a solid player. 
um, who had two of the you know had two of the biggest plays of the year in the Louisville game. Like he he was a really nice contributor and a big player, big time player for this program for the last two years. And he wasn't even on this list. Go get some dudes that can play, that are gonna be productive, that can be that stopgap measure. That's what you're looking for um, until you hope 2025 is when you can absolutely take off. I think they could contend for a playoff next year, depending on how the portal shakes out. I don't think they'll be good enough to, to challenge for a national championship like they were this year. But that's not that doesn't mean it can't happen again in 25. It, you just need to stop. You need, a, you need to not lose ground here. You need to keep your footing in 24 and then start running again in 25 and actually go win a national championship. You know, I, I used the name earlier in here, and, and there hasn't been a lot of updates. I think he's kind of keeping things quiet and, and close to the vest right now. But just how, you know, I'd rather have Keon Coleman hang around for another year than get the number one overall prospect out of high school. But, man, if they were to get Jeremiah Smith, like that's a really big deal, right? I mean, I yes. don't know how much a, a safety is another guy that can probably help you out day one. But, man, a, a receiver that's as polished as Jeremiah Smith, you know, is certainly going to help fill the void left behind by Johnny and Keon. And then that shouldn't be underestimated because I know we've been so kind of focused on the portal because it's like instant results, which we all want. But man, that, that kid is probably about as close to instant results as you can get coming out of high school. Right. Well, you look, it's, it's all, it's never a sure thing, but he looks about as sure a thing as you can have at the receiver position. He looks like ready-made all conference guy as a freshman. Like that's what he looks like. Again, that's a lot of projection because Well he's gotta come here and, and take things seriously. Like we saw Hakeem maybe not come in best shape. But, but also Hakeem came into a, a situation where Johnny Wilson was here. Yeah. Keon Coleman was was coming. There was a lot of veterans hmm. with that it that you know a lot of guys that had to, had already caught balls that, that he was he had to climb his way up the depth chart. It's wide the F open hmm. next year at wide receiver. If you could come in and you're ready, you will get on the field. Um, there's nobody he has to like beat out. Beat, you know what I mean? Like there's right. nobody he has to uh, knock off a pedestal. He, there, there, no pedestals are being stood upon w- with this wide receiver core that's coming back. Very talented group, at least a few of them, I think. But again, nothing that you can't overcome and believe that you can beat out and start literally day one. And you're right. That is, uh, it, you know, Aslan, you just like, what are what's Marvin Harrison waiting for? What's verse waiting for? Yeah, I don't. I mean, the only thing what's I was, Keon waiting for? The only thing I was thinking about with the NFL guys is that maybe you want to wait maybe as long as you possibly can so they don't have as much like time to scrutinize film on you. But it, I mean, what's the difference between two weeks, right? Like these none. They're going to spend this the, money on drafting you in the first round, second round, and they're going to look at every single snap. The draft is in May. Yeah, they got five months. Even if you wait till the the absolute drop dead deadline. They got they got four or five months to look at you. So it's not that. Are we missing something? That's what, are people yelling at their screen right now? Like, are we missing something? Because like Trey's like I'm gone. You know, Johnny was like I'm gone two weeks ago. Um, meanwhile, Jared Verse like ah, we'll see. Keon Combs like ah, ah. I mean, I know there was a rumor. I heard it from like five or six different people, including Ira, who had seen it either on Twitter or heard the rumor too that like. We we all heard it about Ohio State offering Marvin Harrison, like Junior. a Marvin Harrison Jr. Correct, <laughs> um, uh, the rookie. What he'd make is like the fourth pick in the draft, but yeah, that's like, twenty five million guaranteed. Yeah. Like it's not just seven million for that twenty twenty four. Whatever he'd make if he was playing for the whoever the the Falcons, it's you. It's a three year guaranteed Sunday, contract. Bad L. Do what? Bad L on Sunday, by the way, by the Dirty Birds. Uh, that was a rough one. Uh, that was a that was a fireable offense by my man. Uh, I hope he has some money to fall back on um, if when he gets axed. He's the he's he's like the heir to the FedEx force. The FedEx throne. Right. Yeah, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Weird. It's not working out in football for him. Um, but anyhow, but yeah, sorry, yeah, you, you wonder here. like, but you okay? And again, this is why it's all so unknown. None of this is known. I you know I wrote a column over the weekend about how some of these kids are using the social media in the portal is leverage to get better deals at their collectives. And it's not just Alabama had a guy do it on Saturday. One of their offensive linemen, he entered the portal. Oh, Elijah, like Elijah Pritchett, who we were heavy into like there. Was yeah. A and then all of a sudden that. he's like, never yeah. mind. I'm coming yeah. back. He's like, yeah, you know, you literally said like I, after like taking time out, it is not in my best interest to enter the portal. I will be, you know, it's like, all right, he got smart. He got wise. So you, you I just, we have no idea. I wouldn't think that, that the Battles End or any other collective when it comes to like a talent like Jared Verse or Keon would be 
be willing or able to offer enough to convince them to stay because they're literally you're talking about hundreds you know, tens of millions of dollars not for one year but over the course of the contract and the you know you're you're guaranteed tens of millions of dollars both of those guys if they're drafted in like the top 15 or 20 uh, the battles in can't uh, you know offer that so i don't think it's like ah, am i being pulled do i want to come back to cut like verse already did this once you know, you think he's gone. He's got to be gone. But it's just – it's odd that it's taking so long. Um, just filling you up with hope. But the point being, I, I was trying to get to this point earlier. When we – I think everything will be done. I would think anybody that's going to declare for the NFL draft off Florida State's roster or enter the portal will do so by Monday night because we are all going to be out there on Tuesday. Ooh, and, that's, and a, we will, that's a bold statement. And I we like will it. see who's on the team. Okay. And I think what they all have told, what, what must have been the dialogue since Charlotte is, this, or since they came up with this schedule, where they, you know, again, we're so thankful we get to watch practice. No, nobody else does. So this isn't a concern with any other colleges. Honestly, certainly not at Georgia. But, hey, reporters are going to be out watching us practice on Tuesday morning. If you're going to declare for the draft or the portal, do it by then. Otherwise, be out on the practice field because they're going to see if you are or aren't. Um, so, yeah, if, we, if we're there Tuesday and we don't see number five running around talking smack to everyone, aren't we l- cool to assume? Can we ask? I don't know. Because he doesn't like talking about injuries, but we don't know. I don't know if he, he likes talking about I, – I would assume yeah. we could ask about – we could at least ask, Has Jer- have Jared and Keon talked to you about their decision-making and All their right. timelines? You could ask something like that. I feel like we will know by then. And I also think there might be something to it like you want Trey to have his own day. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Trey announces on Sunday afternoon that he's that he's going pro, and we need to get to him in a second. But then you don't want Jared to come out two two hours later, and then all of a sudden Trey's just like it, not, but he Jaheim loses. did, though. I mean, I know Jaheim's not Yeah, Jared. but that's not Jared. They're both – Trey and Jaheim are both second or third day picks. They won't yeah, – yeah. Jared and Keon are a different ball game. So maybe let them have their moment to get all their flowers on Twitter, have, post their – sincere, at least. I, I thought both of them were very sincere oh, reading, yeah. uh, uh, you know, departures. Fabian, too. Yeah, yeah. But Fabian's I, – I don't put him in that category because he. we all knew he was leaving. Uh, there was no There was no drama, mystery at all with him. He had exhausted his eligibility. But with, with Trey and Jaheim declaring early, let them have their day, and then maybe Monday, today, is Keon and Jared, or, or maybe they announce they're coming back, and they've got a great insurance policy, and we're all going to be very, very excited for 2024. Let me look at this, let me look at this uh, schedule for the week. I'm wondering, I get what you're saying. I wonder if he's also, I wonder if it's like a, you know, no by Christmas. Like when you guys come back for Christmas and we get on the plane, but you he can't push it that far down the road because he wants to win this football game, Mike Norvell. So I, well, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Good luck, Mike. <laughs> Vitaminenergy.com, promo code WordChampBOGO. Buy one, get one free when you make your first order on vitaminenergy.com using that promo code. That's courtesy of our great friends over at the website that are Florida State alums, all-conference alums. Help put this place on the map on the oval. Mm. Track and field, everybody. Make some noise. What? Uh, make some noise in the gym. Make some noise, uh, you know, on the on the playground, on the on the on the on the hardtop. Take some workout plus on your Monday. Maybe take some mood plus. If you want to just be dialed in, put the little do not disturb on the phone, close the door to the office, and just get a bunch of work done so you can cruise into your holiday break with everything at your back. Get the edge you need with vitaminenergy.com. Again, that promo code WordChampBogo, WordChampBOGO. Vitamin Energy is the world's first and only clinically tested, clinically proven energy shot to deliver results, whether it's energy, improving your focus, you're getting you in a better mood. Again, check it out, vitaminenergy.com. That promo code is WordChampBogo. So Carson Beck's going to play. What's up with that, Corey? Well, you know, I think... So he's the quarterback at Georgia. Uh, I think he'll. I I would be surprised if he declares for the draft. Right. So right. that's what made sense to me. Like he wouldn't say for sure, which was weird. Um, but I would think that means he's coming back for another year. Um, but yeah, man. Like, um, it's just 
when you, when you bring that up and we talk about, you know, we don't know if Jaheim's playing, but we know that Johnny's not, Trey's not, uh, Fabian's not, um, somebody else maybe I think that I'm leaving out. But, I mean, you're going to be you, – you wouldn't expect a verse and Keon declare that they will play. And it's just like this is a – this is – they're going to be down – by my count, if there's no more portal entries and just the people that I think would announce they're not playing – don't play, they're going to be down in the neighborhood of 25 scholarship players. They're going to be playing the University of Georgia down at least 25 scholarship players, including the starting quarterback, their two first-round picks, their leading rusher, both leading receivers, their leading tight end, like their whole defensive line, they can play at the next level. It's just a it's – a, it's, a, it's a bummer. I keep saying that word, but I just keep coming back to it. It's just a bummer. That I would have loved to have seen Georgia and Florida State in New Orleans. It's what it should have been. Mm. And Florida State would have been an underdog. Florida State with Tate Rodemaker probably didn't have a terrific chance of beating Georgia. But they didn't have a 0% chance. Mm. And they would have had, in my opinion, the two best receivers in the game would have been on their side. The best defensive linemen would have been on their side. Maybe the two best defensive linemen would have been on their side. The best kicker, the best punter, like there, there were, in, there were, there were ways for them to win that game, and maybe there still are in the Orange Bowl without all those guys. But it just, it, it you will never get to know, and that's what's uh, such a bummer about it. But for all I know, Jared and Keon are coming back for another year and playing in the game. Mm, maybe amazing. Cam Ward will play quarterback. Yeah, so, Is that allowed? <laughs> he could just wear number 18 and say he's Tate Rodemaker? Well, he can practice, right? But I don't think he can play in the game. Um, which, yeah, all these reclassification things are weird too, right? Like, well, you're still like 16 years old. Like, what are you going to do this year for us? But, um, you know, a lot of guys played in the 2012 game. You know, that, that, that Orange Bowl, that was yeah. pointless. Is there any apples or oranges to oranges comparison? To 2012 well, and some of those guys playing and some of these guys not? No, because I don't think this is kind of like a last. This this phenomenon of skipping bowl games really started, I think, a little bit after that. Um, remember Jabrell Peppers? Mm. For heaven's sake, uh, that was 16. And that's, I think, I think McCaffrey might have sat out his bowl yes. game, maybe. He did. No, Fournette, too. I want like, to say so he I, started it, McCaffrey. Um, yeah, he might have. He feels like the first main one that did it. And, I, and so, no, I don't think it's apples to apples. I think players just played back then. Uh, they don't now uh, nearly as much. And I think the 2012 team was different too. Like, I, I guess I would compare, not that they accomplished the same thing, but I would compare if the 2014 team had played in a meaningless bowl game. That's what I compare this one to. I don't think Cam Irving would have played. I don't think those DBs would have played. I don't think Jameis would have played maybe even – um, Nick O'Leary probably wouldn't have played. Like, I, I think the 2012 team was still trying to finish off a season they hadn't had in a long time. If we want to do the comparison, I think 2012 was like 2022. Like, Jamie Robinson was the only one that declared for that game, but they all played, including him. Because yeah. it meant something. That game meant something to them. This game means nothing to them. And you, should, I hope, though, man, to finish out undefeated. I mean, for what? You know, shock for what? the world, like, man. But 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 piss on it, everybody. Like, Pee on everybody that screwed you over, man. That's the one way to look at it. The other way to look, and I get that side of it. The other way to look at it is, man, Fabian Love has been playing hurt all year. Yeah. Jaheim Bell has been banged up for six weeks, yeah. and they gave their all for their team to get to the playoff. They gave their all for their team to be undefeated and get a chance to go win a national championship. And through no fault of their own, they were robbed of that opportunity. So screw this sport. Why would I keep risking my body and my future earnings for a sport that just peed all over me? So I think that's more of where I where I lean towards this. I and I hope nobody holds it against these guys because again, we're at practice every day. We know how often some of these guys practiced or more accurately did not practice because they just weren't physically right. But by God, every Saturday they were out there winning another football game. And they gave this university everything they possibly had. Everything. They also saw one of their best friends and their best teammate break his leg in half. Mm. 
So they've seen the risk that comes with the sport, not that they didn't know that anyway. But I think that matters too. That adds some context too. But I, I just think that like the college football has relegated these bowls to meaningless. And there has never been a team ever in the history of the Orange Bowl that has felt worse about playing in the Orange Bowl than this Florida State team. So all of that adds to the context of, man, I'm not, I've given everything I have. I've got to go, I've got to go take care of uh, my family and my future right now and preserve the earning power that I have. Like, say Keon Coleman makes a touchdown catch, a 71-yard touchdown catch, but then busts his ankle. Yeah. Or yeah, tears yeah. his knee up. And it's like, oh, great, man. Thank you so much for that, Keon. Good luck trying to make it in the NFL, and I hope you get drafted. Like it, you, yeah, you I just, feel horrible. I would feel right. Horrible. You would. So just like the Michigan tight end uh, against Butt. Florida State, Jake yeah. Butt. Yeah, he yeah. broke his leg or tore it. He did something yeah, awful. He blew his knee out. Yeah. Um, yeah, in a in a game that, well, you know, quite frankly, was pretty meaningless in his college career, and they were very disappointed because they had just lost to Ohio State, or they might have been playing for the national. Anyway, I just think that like it's you you we all have to understand what these guys are doing, and I just don't want it to be like. Um, them getting, you know, a side eye or people being upset with these players that have given so much um, and and changed the culture, flipped the script completely to then be um, criticized for not playing in a game where college football told them exactly what they thought. Like, none of these guys would be skipping the Sugar Bowl. Right. But you didn't give them – you didn't give them the chance to go play where they deserve to play – so part of me is like, yeah, man, screw all these people. Like, half the people listening to this show wanted Florida State to protest and not go. So uh, you can just understand their philosophy there, I think. Yeah, I just wonder, it'd be interesting to, like, ask Bjorn Warner or EJ Manuel, like, what, you know, I'm sure they definitely can sympathize with these guys sitting out, but I wonder, like, what made them want to finish out and play that game. Um, do you think it just wasn't, like, nobody even thought to do it? Yeah, like I in guess, the yeah. think about those '90s teams that were always fourth in the country. Yeah. None of those guys ever sat out. Yeah. I I just think it's a different time, and it's like uh, uh, right or wrong. I mean, you could also say like, well, that was pretty dumb for Bjorn Warner to play in that game. Hmm. He had nothing to gain from it. Yeah. But but you know, again, they, they didn't even think about they didn't even think about things like that. I don't think so. But then it became part of the public consciousness, and it became part of the sport, and now it's like load management in the NBA. Man, Michael Jordan would play 82 games regularly. Even when they were already 70 and 6, he'd be playing the 77th game. But these guys now in the NBA will play 68 to 65 games a year. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. And or there's, I prefer- but there's no science that supports sitting out. There's no science that supports low But management. I think there is. There, there at least is logic when it comes to a college football bowl game that isn't for a championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a yeah. lot, but you're right. Well, again, you're right. Listen, man, I and, – and there's people that are upset about it, but I think they're going about handling it the right way. You know, they're talking about it on the on the message boards. I, don't, I haven't seen anybody, like, tweet at Jaheim and call him a quitter or anything crazy like that. But just let, – let's just remember the sickness that we felt like when we saw Jordan go down. Um, like, I'll, yeah. I mean, that was just such a surreal, gut-wrenching moment. And just, and not even anything as gruesome as that. But yeah, just imagine like, you know, freaking pulling your hamstring. You know, if you're Keon Coleman. And then that's right. going to affect your whole preparation to get ready for the combine and things like that. So, and, and listen, man, I, I'm one of those guys who are, I'm like, you know, when I was 19 years old, if I was playing darts at the palace, I didn't want to lose. Like, I, I loved competing when I was like in my uh, athletic heyday. Um, I couldn't imagine like sitting games out. Like I, I, I hated missing practice. I loved competing and playing sports so much. So to be able to like go and play in this game against that opponent, I'd be like, hell yeah. But if I had, you know, a, a slam dunk future making millions of dollars doing that and there was a sizable risk of losing all that, then like, yeah, I, I, I'm sure the, the people in my corner would be able to talk some sense into me. So um, just something I thought about on a Sunday. But I guess that's a good point that you made off the bat, though, because Carson Beckett's like, He's probably coming back, so it'd be weird to like opt out of this game, but then come back. I, that that's bizarre. I don't think I don't think anybody's done that yet, right? Like opt out of the bowl game, like but I'm they come back. back yeah, I'm coming back. Yeah. But I'm just gonna sit this one out. Like Azaria Thomas should do that. 
Like, guys, I'm a no. I'm not playing in this dumb game, but I am a no, guys, and I will be back. I will be back for spring practice. Uh, yeah, no, that would be that'd be that's the next step. Um, you know, look, it, it's happened. You've we've seen it a few times where uh, a guy will just shut it down in November and get ready for the draft. Like, you know, that doesn't happen much, but it it has and it will continue to. Um, it's just, and I think again, the the added layer of context of what they had taken from them. And that's how I that's how I feel. It was taken from them. Um, they don't owe this sport anything. They don't owe college football anything. They don't owe the Orange Bowl anything because they shouldn't be in the Orange Bowl. They should be in New Orleans getting ready to try to compete for a national championship. And they would be there. And they would be going through everything they had to to get ready physically. And they would be putting their bodies on the line and risking their future earnings because they're striving for something. Nobody came to Florida State. None of these players came back in 2023. None of them hit the portal and signed with Florida State in 22 or 21 or 20 to go win an Orange Bowl. They came to win a championship, and they don't get to do that now. And, I, I again, I, I, I just think that's the overriding factor. Like, for all I – I don't know who's leaving Georgia. They haven't had anybody opt out yet, I don't think. They did have their defensive captain hit the portal, though. Um, their linebacker, who's oh, really yeah. good, by the way. Oh, yeah, Florida, uh, Florida State yeah. should get on him. There's mutual uh, interest, I'm being told. Good, du- the Dumas good. kid, Dumas. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's very good. Uh, he looks like a plays like a Georgia linebacker, so he would be a very good addition to whoever gets him. Um, so yeah, I I uh, we'll we'll see we'll see who ends up playing. Um, I just I don't want the game to be a farce, and I just worry if all your best players don't play, all of them. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I mean, Jarian Jones has said he's playing. Maybe Bethune and Deloach and Renardo Green, we all see them at practice on Tuesday and we know they're playing too. Um, maybe Verse and Fisk play. But if all there's also a there's also a world where none of those guys I just mentioned play. Because they all think they have NFL futures. And then it becomes a farce of a game. And, you know, that's why I'll always choose to remember the end of the 2023 season in Charlotte. And I just don't, I don't think, the, in, I just don't think the Orange, well, I know, we all know, right? That Orange Bowl is not a representation of what oh, the two, 2023 Florida State football team was. Not no. even close. Um, and it would be incredible if they could win it anyway. And trust me, if they win it anyway, even with Brock Glenn at quarterback, throwing to Ja'Kai Douglas and a bunch of walk-ons, Peter Warwick's kid, uh, I don't care if they That's somehow the beat Georgia. Kid. Yeah, I am going. All I'm going to do is say, give them the national championship. They, you know what I mean. I'll, I'm all of a sudden it'll be a really big game in that moment. But that would, I, I don't foresee that happening. But if it did, trust me, it would be something to absolutely celebrate. But it still doesn't. As I'm sitting here talking, I'm watching a commercial for the playoff. Mm with Washington and Texas and uh, Alabama, Michigan. And it just keeps angering me. So I, I, I lost my train of thought. Is it really? Like seeing oh, that? Yeah. And again, so I was at a I was at somebody's house on Saturday night. He's a Lions fan and a Wolverines fan. And we were talking about it again with some buddies. And it just got me all irate again because every single one of them, none of them Florida State fans. In fact, one of my buddies calls them the criminals all the time. Um, <laughs> but he's old. Yeah. But he calls them the criminals. They all just can't get over how unfair it is. And they just kept saying, you got screwed, you got jobbed, it's ridiculous, um, over and over. And it just makes you matter and matter. And uh, so I can't quite. And there was also a commercial that I saw where it was trying, it was like a, one of those one-minute commercials where it's like uh, it was t- the story of the season for yeah, each team. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, the best story was the team that lost to Jacksonville State two years ago, you effing idiots. It, they're the best story. The ones that their best player came from Albany, and their other kid was a, a you know, a, you know, their their starting quarterback was a kid that nobody wanted from Louisville, and all these other really cool stories. That was the best story. That was the feel good story. And instead, you got Standard Oil in the game or Amazon. You you it, it just it, it see I start I start getting riled up again. I can't talk about it. Oh man, we got Nick though, man. We got Nick back in the game. Thank God, I, Nick Har- Saban versus Harbaugh. How could that not warm everybody's cockles? Oh, by the way, yeah, we didn't do a show late last week. Um, you know, it's a weird roller coaster relationship between Nick and myself, like being on the mm. outside. Just just pure jealousy. Just pure jealousy of 
like jealousy, pettiness, um, you know, not buying. I'm just like, they're cheating. This is ridiculous. All the winning they're doing, it's, it's ridiculous. But then working in Alabama for that one year, and that was six years ago almost now, Corey. Mm. Um, and they're still winning, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, it's great for him. And it really, it's, it's, if Mike Norvell could be one quarter of the coach Nick Saban is, Florida State will get their money's worth and we'll all be happy. Oh, of course. That'd be, what'd that be? That would be two, at least two yeah. more playoff appearances and three, what, two championships at least. And he's out here. He's out here after getting by on the skin of his teeth against a very bad, lousy Auburn team. Yeah. Um, is hiring a guy that was working for Michigan like eight months ago and got fired, their old linebackers coach. He's bringing him on board at this 11th hour of the season. Yeah. Like, man, you don't, you shouldn't even have a playoff spot, but I don't know if I should respect the fact that he's not just there to show up, but he's still like, I have to win. I am a cyborg. My only mission on this life is to win college football games and make everybody else miserable. But the fact that he's hiring a, a I can't even, it's incredible. It's that, how is that even legal? I know it can't be illegal, but just you talk about like bad sportsmanship. They get all the well, statues they want out front. Bryant Denny saying they're never taking our sportsmanship statue away. Although I don't know, man. I think if Florida State did the same thing, I'd we'd probably have to be like, yeah, it's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. Who says you can't do? You got to take every edge you have. Also, he's doing it against Michigan. Well, yeah, I guess so. That helps. That helps ease any concern about unsportsman unsportsmanlike conduct or not being a gentleman. It's not a gentleman's game. Michigan proved that. But hey, they're the one seed. Good for them. The team they they earned it with that with those with all those big wins. Uh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't I'm gonna uh, start getting look, mad again. Do read my here to save the day and calm Corey Clark down for a sec. Use the promo code WARCHANT, you get an instant cash deposit bonus. They're gonna play a game today. They're gonna play a game during your lunch break, maybe, folks. Mm. Uh, it's a big one. Old Dominion taking on yeah. Western Kentucky. Uh, the Monarchs giving out four and a half to uh, Willie Taggart's Hilltoppers. Right. 51 and a half, the total points. Never like betting the under on a midweek afternoon kick. Those just get bonkers, I feel like. which I can't. Listen, not all the bowl games go over, but it's just one of the ones that I don't think is going to hit the under. So we'll, we'll keep pumping the overs on that one. I think I picked the over on uh, the game that was played in the Coastal Carolina, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Oh, okay. Was, I think All it right. was Georgia Southern and Miami of Ohio, maybe. So we got that one in our belts, everybody. Uh, figure out what you want to do and take it on over to mybookie.ag. There's also a live casino if you need some urgent action. Bet responsibly, though, kids. Bet responsibly. Set a budget. Don't chase anything. That's when the bad stuff happens. Just give yourself a small budget. Make your picks. If it doesn't happen, live to fight another day. Don't chase. Mybookie.ag. Promo code is WARCHANT. So, in a perfect world, the way Florida State starts building momentum about this offseason is, you know what's coming Wednesday. They're going to have a very good signing class. Mm. If all the kids stick and maybe one or two out, other big fish out there sign, you're going to have one of the you know two or three best classes in the country. Maybe the day before, Tuesday, you get Cam Ward to commit. Our DJ... Just good news. Mm, you get yeah. Marvin Jones Jr. to commit. You start building on some good news. Remember last year when it seemed like every day another kid was announcing they were coming back? Yeah, I remember only, that vividly, Corey. It was I good do, right. And, and only to play in 13 meaningless games. But either way, that's neither here nor there. But you, you got that momentum, and you just I, – I just feel like that's – that will be what I, – I just feel like that's what this week is going to be. It's finally going to be a week of good news. Um, practice is back. We get to go watch practice. That's cool. But I think obviously Wednesday should be very good news for Florida State, all told. You know, they're going to lose some guys. You always do. But you keep the big ones and maybe you get a couple surprises. It's fun times for everyone. It's Florida State again, by the way. Yes. With a, like a national signing day. It feels like a Florida State type national signing day. But then, yeah, man, you need good news in the portal, too. And I think that w that is bound, destined to come this week leading up to Christmas. Will DJ be received as good news? Yes. Okay. Not backflipping cartwheel news, but yes, good news. Because, yeah, I mean. I think you give it a few hours. I think people will be able to convince themselves he's better than Cam Ward. And he might be. He might be. But I, I think don't right think now, it's. But, but they, maybe they won't convince them of that. But can they convince them that he's better than Tate Rodemaker and Brock Glenn? 
Right. That's that's the convincing that well, needs to happen. Hey, hey, Tate, you heard that, Tate. Go sling it. Go sling it in Miami. I'm not convinced, Tate. Put four Proof. on the board. Exactly right. Go score 50 on Georgia. Go do it, man, even without Keon and Johnny. Go light up and Jaheim. Go light them up, man. Maybe that's what they're waiting for, Corey. Maybe that's what we missed this whole time. They want to make sure that Tate's not going to go bonkers. And win and, the job. Yeah, they're going like, to transfer and be a backup. Yeah. Like, uh, who was the kid at Ole Miss, right? The kid from Oklahoma oh, State. Spencer Sanders. He threw for like 10,000 yards and then was the backup at Ole Miss. Um, yeah, so I think, yes, I think DJ is good news. I think Cam Ward is better news. But I, I do think they're both – I just think they're both better than what you probably have oh, going sure. into 2024. It is, man. That's that's not being disrespectful, right? I'm I mean, trying not to be. I don't and I don't it think it's fair to Tate just because he didn't ever get it. He didn't get that chance against Louisville to prove what maybe his what, – what he is now. We know what he was four years ago when he started. He wasn't ready. We know what he was uh, 2022, a pretty decent uh, QB that won them a game or helped win them a game. And then he won a couple of games – late in 2023, but one was North Alabama, and one he, th- he completed 12 passes. So he never got a chance to prove if he was capable of being a bona fide, all-conference caliber type ACC quarterback. And he might not ever he might not ever get that chance. Again, I think the counter to what I just said, though, is I always have arguments in my own head, is, well, Corey, if they thought he was great or good enough, what were Cam Ward and DJ doing on campus this past week? So I well, trust hey, the man. coaches. I trust the coaches to know that clearly they, also, they don't think Tate is the guy for 2024. They also brought Mackenzie Milton in as well, and that wasn't. <laughs> well, but yes, but they they had one year with Jordan Travis, not four. Yeah, fair. They've had four fair. with Tate Rodemaker, so I, I think that's the, that's the difference. I love all you and, guys. Hey, Mackenzie, uh, Mackenzie got them to overtime in a game. <laughs> he did. I um, also don't want to overlook the fact that, you know, right now they're fourth in the country in the high school recruiting. Yep. Probably going to lose Armando Blunt, but if you get Jeremiah Smith, that more than Blunt's losing Armando. Isn't it crazy, too? Like, even if you, you lose Armando Blunt, uh, he's the kid that reclassed, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, guys, I'm not, this isn't sour grapes. I hope he signs with Florida State. It's cool. He is not going to contribute next year on a college football team. He's 18 years old. It's just Might not and he's even a be defensive 18. lineman. He's I, who knows what he is? He might yeah. be 16 right now. Um, so I, I would think he's probably 17, but who knows? He'll probably yeah. be 18-ish when he's when he's as a freshman, and they just don't contribute at that level very much as freshmen, if at all. And you know what? He'll be a free agent next November. <laughs> you can go get him again. You are recruiting Marvin Jones Jr. again. Hmm. You missed out two years ago. You got a chance at him again, so it's not like the you know what I mean. Like that's just you. It's a different way and a different perspective of even looking at these recruiting classes. Like, oh man, if Jeremiah Smith goes to Ohio State, that would really suck. It'd be really cool if he came to Florida State. Hey man, if you want him enough, you can go get him next year. Right. They're yeah, all man. they're all free agents in perpetuity as long as these rules continue like this. But you know, if if you get KJ Bolden. Man, you're you're going to lose Akeem. You're going to lose Shaheem. That's a guy that we haven't talked about a lot. Akeem, whether or not he plays in the bowl game, that's a, a big deal. Well, you're not losing Shaheem. I know, I, I know, but I'm saying you lose Akeem. You have oh, KJ right. to plug in next to Shaheem. Yeah. I mean, Luke Cromanhawk. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to put the pressure on him as being some sort of first day savior. And I think the fact that they're going after quarterback in the portal probably also underscores that. But you feel good about what he can be in the future. Yeah. But man, you get Charles Lester, KJ Bolden. If you get Jeremiah Smith and Landon Thomas. And those are all guys that can arguably be ready yes. by August 24th or whatever it is in Ireland to like, you yeah. know, give you 15 reps. And then who knows what September and October looks like. So, and these are guys that were committed a long time ago. So there's a, the recency bias as well of like, yeah, we got Landon Thomas or KJ Bull. And that was like months ago. It's like, yeah, man, but like now it's going to be real. So even if you do not get what you're used to getting in the portal, man, they're getting from the high school, what they haven't got in what, man, like eight years, nine oh, yeah. years in terms yeah. of this high end in demand elite blue chip prospect. Yeah. They're getting guys that if, if everything breaks the way it's supposed to break and goes a certain way, you're, you're getting NFL guys. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the name of the game, getting NFL guys, signing them and keeping them. And also guys that I think those guys you just mentioned in particular can all probably contribute next year. What they need to get better at, in my opinion, and we'll see how it all plays out. 
they're not. They need to get better. You you got to you've got to replenish the line of scrimmage. Um, you've got yes. to get bad asses on the yeah. defensive line and the offensive lines, especially the offensive line, through the high school ranks, and that needs to happen. They need to start developing and getting some of these high school kids ready to play. Um, the the new wave, not the Robert Scotts of the world, but the new wave of guys that they've recruited over the last couple of years, need to be ready, need to be developed, need to turn into NFL players. Get some NFL guys that you've developed. That's the key. That's the next step in the recruiting life of, of Mike Norvell at Florida State. Alex Atkins too. We I don't know if that's go, if that's happening this year. Um, I know they always feel good about the guys when they sign them, but hopefully some of these guys will be impact players in 2025. I'm talking about on the line of scrimmage. Um, the the recruits for this class, none of them are going to be ready in 2024. So you know the guys that you just talked about, because they're further away from the ball. That was Jimbo's old adage: the further away you are from the ball, the more likely you are you can contribute early. All those guys you mentioned are far away from the ball, and they can rely more on their athleticism instead of just pure strength, and they can they can uh, make an impact early. All those guys. I mean, listen, they, they had Destin Hill as a starter. Uh, Conrad Hussey played a lot of football. Yeah, I think Jeremiah Smith and K.J. Bolin are both seen as prospects that are further along. Oh, absolutely. At yeah. this point. so um, I like that you keep talking about Jeremiah Smith. You're getting everybody fired up, Aslan. That's You're a huge deal. Now, that, that's a really big deal, man. Like if, if Oh, you, absolutely. If you get the number one player in the yes. country. Yeah. yeah you that, know, that, so. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. But again, not saying that it's for sure happening, but one of those things that we need to probably factor into our – um, you know, our, our, our pre-reserved angst if things don't Yes, go if they're, right, like, you, know. you see, like, uh, somebody, I can't remember who got a, a kid that had 1,100 yards receiving last year in a ton of catches. I can't remember who just signed him. Oh, the it kid was from, from FAU, a, I think, right? Yeah, may, yeah maybe. Uh, uh, who who already signed? Uh, I don't somebody signed with Louisville that had a ton of ton of yards. But Oh, he's from, uh, he's from, like, one of the uh, Sun Belt schools. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. So, but either way, it doesn't even it doesn't even matter. Somebody like that that had like 1,100 yards at FAU in set in 71 catches, and he's in the portal. Yeah, I mean, you could go throw money at that, and he is proven. Or you could throw the same money you would spend on that kid plus maybe a tick or two more dollar bills at the number one player in the country, and maybe he's not as ready. As that kid is, Colin Lacey, on day one. My gosh, ninety-one catches for thirteen hundred yards and seven scores. For who? For South Alabama. And where is he going now? Louisville. That's a kid from Louisville. Yeah, that you're talking yeah. About. So, but good player, man, has proven it. But who is going to be better next October? Like, if Jeremiah Smith is as good as everybody says he is, you're talking about a Julio Jones, a Mari Cooper, AJ Green type freshman potential receiver. That is that is worlds better than anybody Florida State has had. Well, I was going to say that's not true. Keon Coleman is very good. He's very, very, very good, and he's very good immediately. And if everything works out, you have him for two more years after that, instead of a one-year rental. So again, that's what's so goofy about talking about this goofy ass sport is that you we have to do these calculations in our head. Like, yeah, you could have gone and gotten the guy at South Alabama. He'd have been a nice upgrade, but. You could allocate that money and some more money, maybe money you need to spend on a, a, I don't know, an offensive lineman to a wide receiver who only a freshman could be one of the best players in the country by the time the season is over and could be a first-round pick. It's just it's they, they got to make decisions, man. And the good news is I know it doesn't seem like it because we haven't gotten to talk about any of the guys coming through the portal to Florida State. They have options. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of got that – well, you, I have definitely gotten that vibe from people that would know is that Florida State has a lot of options on who to pick. They have to be choosy, which is a really cool place to be. Because right. three years ago, they weren't choosy, Aslan. <laughs> Kid from Kansas wants to come catch passes? Absolutely, baby. You're our number one. You're a wide receiver number one before you even get on campus. They're not in that same that same boat anymore. Yeah, you know, right now, Cam Ward's a number two prospect in the portal. I mean, if you get him... You know, that changes your calculus and how you feel about everything. So Marvin Jones yeah. is 11th. I mean, you get him. So, I mean, these are guys that are available, so maybe I should. Could Marvin Jones Jr. really let us down two <laughs> Twice, times? right. Come yeah. on, man. Your dad is maybe the best defensive player that's ever played at Florida State. And I'm talking about just college careers. Um, come on, man. Come on home. Your dad loves this place. But anyway, hey, just kidding, Marvin. 
Make your own decision, buddy. I'm not trying to put any pressure on you. I'm not trying to sway you. We all know he's an avid Wake Up War Chant listener. Mm, that's right. And also, too, uh, the Lacey kid from South Alabama, we should also maybe remind ourselves that, you know, last year it was it was between Keon Coleman and the kid from Texas San Antonio, Zakari Franklin, who also had video game numbers at San Antonio. And it was like, you know, which one do you want? I was like, well, they want Keon. If they can't, Keon, can't get Keon, they'll get Zakari. Well, they got Keon. Ole Miss couldn't get Keon, so they got Zakari. And he left the program in November. So, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, there's 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 guys out there that might have better gaudy numbers sometimes, but, you yeah. know, the staff, again, has given all the indications to us that we should give them every benefit of the doubt that they've earned it, right? Yeah. 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 They've earned it for sure. Kind of like the football team did on grass this year, Corey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like they earned uh, maybe a better a better bowl game than they ended up. I, I feel like they earned a playoff spot, not even a bowl game. Yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, though. <laughs> If I've made my my views on this crystal clear. All right, that's a wrap for us. Thanks. We're not so, talking about basketball. Uh, we want to talk about basketball. Primo Spears made his debut against SMU on Saturday night at the Tuck. Yeah, Thoughts? he did. Yeah, hey man, ten points on like fifteen shots, but hey, it's okay. You know, we'll ten get points there. on fourteen shots. 14 he made shots. two of them, two of fourteen. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, look, it's not something we're going to harp on a lot because we're in the middle of December and we got signing day coming up, and then an Orange Bowl and portal season and everything else. We'll probably have to be forced to talk about it. It looks like we're going down a path, Aslan, where in February we will be forced to talk about uh, a changing of the guard. Uh, it feels like it's get going in that direction. Uh, that's four losses in a row, um, two losses to two straight losses to bad teams, um, where you I don't even think you were within ten points in the second half in either game. Um, one at home to a mediocre SMU team. Uh, you don't score, you don't defend, you don't rebound well. Um, it's just a pretty gross product. And now it's three years of this. And, uh, yeah, the, if it doesn't turn around, and it could, like, look, it was Primo Spears' first game. Um, he is probably their their most ta their best scorer. And I do think he is an upgrade over what they've been running out at point guard. But it was his first competitive game of the year. He clearly was rusty. Maybe it can gel. It's too early to give up on a team after nine games. But, obviously, if it continues down this path and you're three years into this now with no real – no Scotty Barnes or Jonathan Isaac on the horizon necessarily, uh, it it could be – there There will be conversations that have to be had in February or March, unfortunately, because I think most people listening to this show know how I feel about that man and that coaching staff, uh, him and Stan especially – and I, I don't want it to end poorly, but I'm just afraid that there might not be a choice if it continues to go that, down this road. I just – do you think he'd go out gracefully? I mean, he's he's such a freaking competitor, man. I just – I don't – no matter what, I don't see him taking the news of like, hey, we can't we can't keep this up and we're, we, we've lost faith. We have to move on. I, I don't see him being like, all right, man. Like, I, I mean, I don't I've know what he'd do. Run. You think he'd yeah. go like no, uh, no, but scorched just, earth or something? No, but, you know – You'd like him to hang around Tallahassee and, and come to games and hang out around the facility, even if he's not, you know. Oh, coach, yeah, you know. I would hope. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if there'd be all bad will. Um, I would hope not. But, uh, you know, clearly it's always personal when somebody tells you you're not good enough at your job anymore, which, again, I'm not saying that's happening now. I'm just saying if we project, it could, yeah. um, that it's always hard to just be like, hey, you know what? Not everybody's at Ogeron that just loves it. Like their best day is when they get fired because they get a $15 million golden parachute. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I hope he does. I hope he stays in Tallahassee. I hope he's still visible. And I'm, I'm not even talking about, like, if he gets fired this year. I'm, I'm If they win the national championship this year <laughs> and he retires next year, I hope he stays around Tallahassee. Um, he, has been a, he has been a great representative of this program. He's had He had the best team in program history, in my opinion, a few years ago and has had some really high moments. Um, Saturday was just sad. Um, not just the loss, not just the way they played, the crowd, uh, nobody was there. When the game in the final minute, I, I saw that they were reviewing some meaningless play with like 20 seconds left at the monitors, and it looked like there were 40 people left. Um, it's just it's, it's just sad the way it is right now. And I, I hope it picks up, Aslan. I hope yeah. it picks up. But if it doesn't, you know, you don't get to coach forever um, just because what you've done in the past. And this is the school that fired Bobby F. and Bowden. So nobody's safe if that guy wasn't safe. Um, and that was the right decision 
By the way, I'm not saying it wasn't, but if he can get fired, Leonard Hamilton absolutely can, um, and I just hope it turns around. I hope they find a way to turn it around and have a good season. Well said, as usual. We're done. We anticipate having more shows this week than last, but whoever really knows, we will be out at practice, though, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday signing day. So, actually, we will not be at practice on Wednesday. Practice is closed Wednesday, but we'll get to talk to Coach and the assistants afterwards. So, um, yeah, I'm going to promise you guys at least three more shows. So, how about that, everybody, huh? You're welcome. Did it. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Stay connected to WarChant.com. Jeff Cameron show, always going strong, 1 to 3 o'clock. And then some headlines tomorrow, Corey? Uh, that's correct, buddy. In okay. studio. In studio. As long as, that, as long as Ira's not sick. Man, there's something going on around there, out there. Yeah, that junk's been going wrong for a month. Because. Everybody stay safe. Yeah. Stay vigilant. Mm. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thanks for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Barn Grill.